0: Good morning, beautifuls. I'm so glad to be with you today. It's Sunday, I think the 30th of January. I'm super behind in my work. (laughs) I told you in the last podcast that I had recently moved, and so there was a lot to be done um, over and above my regular coaching calls and my schedule. A lot to be done with the house and everything, but it's coming together. I'm super excited. I have had also the creeping crud. <laughs> I think it's going around in the nation. Not the big C COVID, but um, the the creep and crud. And you can tell a little bit of laryngitis left over. So bear with me as I attempt to use my voice this morning and sit with you and be with you sitting cross-legged on my couch my pup pup is beside me (laughs) when I hit record she kind of wanted to get up and play but her name is lovey if she does I'll ask her to sit and be still so we can finish this real quick the name of this podcast is a notch above (laughs) And what that means to me, a notch above, and I put in parentheses, a.k.a. a notch above our best thinking. Our best thinking actually has gotten us to where we are today, including me. I will tell you that I do have a coach and I do work on uh, self-development and processing and uncovering and discovering different things about me, my life, my past, my present, my future. I'm constantly looking at all that. And I invite you to do the same. Uh, We little humans are a little bit tricky. And I love explaining that to the layperson. Um, We get triggered. And I love explaining to people in the middle of a trigger... To actually acknowledge the body and start to notice where you feel that trigger in your body for me I get very flushed cheeks <laughs> red hot and for me I get heart palpitations like my heart will just go crazy when I'm pissed or triggered and for me um, my body gets tight you know and when I started acknowledging my body and how triggers affect my body, I was able to kind of settle in that moment and feel my feet, which I teach to my clients as well. Feel your feet, know that you're grounded, that you're okay, that you're safe, and that triggers do not necessarily run or rule our lives. The human, the little human, We'll always have triggers. That's just part of being a human. But we learn with the tools that I have within my teaching programs. We learn how to manage those triggers. And further, even learn from them, which is super, super powerful. I love doing podcasts because I get to have notes. (laughs) I love that. So, remember I talked about flushed cheeks and heart palpitations? Uh, Some people have feelings of anxiety. Some people have expressed that they feel triggers in neck pain and or back pain. I'm not a doctor. But I will say, we little humans can find this, uncover this, discover this within our body. And it teaches us a lot about how triggers affect our body. And it teaches us a lot about how to manage our emotions when we go to the body first. When we feel our feet on the floor, we know that we're grounded. We can take what I call a sacred pause from insta-reacting, another thing I call it, exploding, you know, the ugly or the hurt Or the poison that we eat in those moments of being triggered, we take a sacred pause, means we stop. And we come back to ourselves. And in our alone time, we process, we learn to process what that was about, which is mm, gold. There's gold hidden in those stories around being triggered. There's gold hidden in those stories that we, what, make up about ourselves, about the other person, about the trigger, about, about, about? There's stories, and those stories do not serve us, but getting quiet, listening to the body, asking higher power to help us uncover and discover what's really going on is big. know, a lot of my, especially this couple, um, a lot of my individual clients and my couple clients give me permission to share the learning experiences that we have in our coaching calls. They want me actually to share that and they actually go out and share that and make referrals and stuff because it's so transformational for them. But I had a couple client and the female called me one morning. In my coaching programs, you have 24-7 access to me. Um, I'm very particular about being of service in a real way. And so everyone who's in my programs has 24-7 access to me. That doesn't mean I can answer the phone, but it does mean I get back to people ASAP. ASAP so i got with her and she was super 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 pissed about something that had happened with her husband that morning and calmly we talked about it and calmly i suggested that this probably wasn't about her husband it was probably something that was related to a past trauma And I'd already taught her how to go in and uncover and discover those past traumas. And a lot of times, people know what their traumas were when they come to the table. But also, hear this, there's a lot of traumas that are uncovered and discovered within the process. And that's what this is. That's what this came to be for her. And so, with that said, it takes... 24 hours, 48 hours, maybe 72 hours for her to get in there and uncover and discover, you know, by writing and talking to higher power and asking herself, her body, her, her higher self, what this is about and waiting, sitting in the unknown and waiting for those answers to come to her. This is a little bit advanced work, right? We don't start at this place, but we work our way to this place. It's why so many people will re-up and re-sign up because they want that continued learning that I offer in my programs. So she sat with it, and then I guess it was like three days later, she called me and she was like, oh, my God. And this is a cool story, so stay with me. For the 10 years that this couple had been together, she had thrown out and said often, I don't feel safe. This is her talking to her husband. I don't feel safe with you. And he was always puzzled by that, you know, like, I don't know why she doesn't feel safe. Well, there were lots of reasons why she didn't feel safe. But the ultimate reason came from this trauma that she uncovered and discovered when she was 15 years old. She and a boy were making out at a house party. And someone was coming in the door and she proceeded to stop the making out session and that boy held her down so the people coming in the door could actually see them together in this position. And that was traumatic for her to be held down and for other people to see her in that position. This is her story of trauma that was revealed to her, uncovered and discovered. And so it was the onset of unsafe. It was the onset of muscle for muscle between the female and the male that he could and would hold her down that has a tendency to stick with a female under the umbrella of not feeling safe. So if you're listening to this, just know that there's a lot of females that have been put in that position, including myself, where we were physically held down and physically felt the feels of unsafe. And a lot Of females who have experienced this to the extreme regarding trauma, right? But this is just an innocent boy and girl making out, and an innocent, uh, not so innocent, but an actual boy doing muscle for muscle, holding her down in that moment. And that's where the triggers were coming from. When she's in this relationship with her husband, there were times where she felt the feels of that old trauma, like I'm being held down. It could be a screaming, hollering fit in the living room that makes her feel unsafe or held down under that roof. Does that make sense? Like it's unsafe here with this person. So number one, she uncovered and discovered a trauma that happened to her when she was 15 that was leaking into her mm, partnership, her union, her marriage was leaking in there. And the other thing is in this process, I take those couples and do a three-way call where I facilitate You know, the sharing of these experiences, these trauma stories, these things that have happened that helps them understand each other bigger, better, and more fully, right? So she was able to tell this story to her hubby underneath that umbrella of a three-way call and facilitating their communication And he was just in awe that it made so much sense. This trauma story that she shared, it made so much sense to him now. Now he understood it with compassion. Just like, ah, that makes sense. That together for both of them, caused a level of healing and trust and compassion. Now the truth is, each one of them had these different kinds of trauma stories that needed to be shared with each other for the onset of healing to occur between them. Understanding your partner's trauma is a big damn deal. It creates that level of compassion that's needed to connect again some more. And we don't want to make a big deal about the trauma story. It happened. We moved through it. We ask to be healed from it. And we ask to change that pattern. See, she had a pattern of saying, I don't feel safe with you. She changed that pattern because she learned from uncovering and discovering where that came from. And he changed his pattern of resistance when she actually said, I don't feel safe with you. He looked for and became curious as to why what he was doing would make her feel unsafe. So they both looked for their part underneath the umbrella of the union and therefore built connection together. Does that make sense? I love telling those stories because they really help people to understand that it's deeper and they understand that yes, they, they know some of the traumas, but they might not know all of the traumas. Like this process of uncovering and discovering what's triggering you can open up to deeper levels of understanding traumatic experiences. I also, in this particular podcast, want to acknowledge my passion for working with men. Because I've worked with men for 26 years in circle, and spiritual circle, in a volunteer basis, I've also worked with young men in detention centers. You know, for three years on a Sunday at five o'clock, I sat with youth in detention centers. And I really have come to understand, Oh, let me add in the last four years in my practice and working with couples, I've really come to understand that men from the age five or so, society says to them, men don't cry, real men do this or do that. It's built a strong passion within my work A call to action within my work to say, guys, that's bullshit. Women, let your guys know that's bullshit. That stuffing, that choking back tears, the choking back of emotions, the choking back of your feelings is self-destructive. You know, it causes hard stuff. It causes blood pressure stuff it causes disease and the the diagnosis of disease it causes disturbance it causes disconnection it causes a lack of ability to really connect and then I'll add addiction is more prominent when you've stuffed emotions and there, and there's one thing that a guy said to me in session that just stays with me and motivates me every single day to talk to you guys and ladies if you're listening to this share this with your guys he said Teresa I've never really dealt with my emotions I didn't know how I didn't have the tools I would just stuff them right?" and I said that already Choke back the tears, choke back the emotions, choke back the feelings. I mentioned addiction, it's like drink that shit away, gamble that shit away, shop that shit away. You know, they're just haven't been told that it's okay to process these emotions. And this dude that said that to me had a lot of emotions that he wanted and needed to express. I am that safe place to do that and to help him see what I call the lesson worthy of laminating. This particular guy was raised by a preacher, and there was severe abuse in the home. And a preacher dude that was so loved in the community, he was so confused about how to step into adulting, which so was I when I stepped into adulting. We have these traumas that we've experienced in our young life and we carry them forward into our adulting. You know, he inherited rage. He inherited abusive emotional language. He inherited... uh, A lack of ability to manage his emotions. And with his progress in my program, he got good at it. And when you get good at it, you keep that slate clean. It doesn't take you into zero. On my teaching stick, I use zero on the other end of the teaching stick, there's 60 where it's blackout, freaking rage. You don't even know what you're doing or saying. or can't remember all the shitty things you said. Somewhere in the middle, we can do 20 and 30 and 40 and manage our emotions. But the first step to that is what I want to share with you today is to take that sacred pause and move away from what's triggering you. Get off by yourself and find some me time in the next two or three days to go, what the hell was that? And what about that is triggering me? Okay? So, I'm like that with men, very passionate, and I'm also like that with teenagers, parents and teenagers, uh, parents of teenagers, right? We take it personally when our teenagers start moving away from us and wanting to flap their wings and fly in life. Um, As parents, we're like, no. We want them to stay under our care and control so they don't get hurt. That's what it feels like anyway. And the teens are so resistant and get so angry. In my work, when we start out, I have people write a pissed offness list. What pisses you off in life? And go back to age two. What all has pissed you off in life? And I'm telling y'all, the average list is 33 items. You might be sleeping with someone who has at least 33. Items on their pissed off this list. If you don't believe me, go do it. Write down everything that has pissed you off since age two. There's shit that come up on that list that's like, my dad's a drunk, right? There's shit that comes up on that list, like, I got hand-me-downs. My hand-me-down sister was short, and I'm tall, and I had to go through... All of grade school wearing short ass britches. It pisses me off that I was treated like I mean, it's it's silly things and it's big ass things. But they're sitting there ready to be written down. means they're within you. They're like thorns and they're within you. The average list is 33 items. Again, if you don't believe me, write it down. You'll see. Once you get started, that's just a a roller coaster of emotions and it's so good to get that shit out of you and onto paper. So therapeutic. So that's it for today. I've been on here 21 minutes. I don't like to make these super long, but I'd love to make them super powerful. So if you have ideas, suggestions, and feedback, yes, yes. And I'll tell you right now, I need some people to Uh, pass this on for me like share it with your friends and family and say you know if you like it say have you heard this girl there's some real good stuff up in this podcast that's how I intend it right the other thing is to leave a review I need reviews and know that I'm available y'all when COVID hit I moved all my volunteerism to my business So I have a two hour test drive that you can take where we can get in conversation and I can help you with whatever it is that's going on. It's crazy not to do that. And it's not salesy. I'm just being of service under the umbrella of volunteerism. I am here for people throughout the United States and across the ocean here to serve. I love that about me. Lots of people won't give you their cell phone. Lots of people are not going to block two hours to um, be of service for your neighbor, a family member, a significant other, for yourself. Lots of people won't block two hours for that. They'll give you 15 minutes. I love to be uncommon, I love to be extra. It floats my boat, makes my soul giggle. And I'm here for you. Just letting you know, I love you big. This is Teresa King, founder of kingconceptsnow.com. Go out and look around. Um, Pass on my podcast if you would please. Write a review if you would please. And let me know how this um, helps in any way that comes to you. I love you big. I'll see you next time. This is Teresa signing off.